Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the truth It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Sorry. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who's going this town tonight Hey, welcome to the Formula Sports Talk We got Alex live in the studio We have Samaj Kadir in L.A. Uh, we don't know who who else is going to come on. Uh, but we live, and we got a lot of things to talk about. We do want to talk about a whole bunch of football. There's a lot of things to talk about football-wise. We can talk about the Randy Moss return. Is this really a true thing, or he want to do the Brett Favre and Miss Camp? We can talk about uh, Brilliant Arrows. We can talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, who everyone's picking for the Super Bowl already. you gotta, you got to account for the uh, Green Bay Packers. you got to account for a lot of teams made some good moves. Some teams didn't. Um, we talk Serena. Serena is she's back in form. I don't know if you guys watch a little tennis, but uh, you know you always watch tennis when Serena's playing. Yeah, just a to see, bit. well, just to see her outfits. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the show, guys. Let's get it going. Uh, Ken may call in a little while. I don't know if uh, uh, Kenya Simone from Chi-Town WGCI what she's up to, but hey, this is the show right now. We're going live right now on the comment that Kobe Bryant made about LeBron James that everyone should leave him alone. Do you guys agree with the comment and do and and why should people leave him alone? In my opinion, these are the people. <laughs> these are people's clown. These are people clowns and, and guys who just thought LeBron was the second coming of uh, Jesus Christ. You really put a lot of <laughs> no. I, I'm a LeBron fan, but you really put a lot of stock in this guy. That you know, if he he may sweat, you may sweat in your shirt and think it's him. So it, all he did, in my opinion, was change jobs. Let me get you guys' take on that, Alex. Um, I think people are upset with him for the wrong reason. They're upset because he didn't perform like they thought he was going to in the finals, uh, in the playoffs, you know, more or less, in the Eastern Conference finals, in the finals. Um, I think that's the wrong reason. I mean, you can be upset with him for having uh, it broadcasted over ESPN where he was going to go instead of telling uh, his Cleveland Cavaliers first. I mean, he did it with no class. Yeah, he... He um, raised a couple million dollars for the Boys and Girls Club or something with that broadcast, but that was just a cover to make him look like the center of attention. I mean, he's he's going to have growing pains, and yeah, he's uh, 27 or whatever. He's been in the league seven years, but it, it takes a while. Not everybody can just come in and perform and win championships right away. So, yeah, and I, I would agree with that. And then the um, the only thing that I have a problem with was the decision. Other than that, he can do what he wants. Mm-hmm. So he gave Cleveland Brown, uh, Cleveland uh, Cavaliers. Two opportunities, two years in a row. Well, uh, every year he gave them an opportunity to bring different guys in to help them. Now, 
it was it was crazy to see when he decided to go to Miami that they were burning his jersey. It was like like he did something wrong with him. Now, if I decide to change jobs, um, that's just what it is. He gave them two years notice, and all I have to do is give a two weeks notice. <laughs> he gave them two years notice, but these guys were these people were burning the jersey in, and he didn't tell the owner first. But the owner never did anything to bring. They fired his coach. He didn't bring in some serviceable players that in case LeBron has a night off. And it was all predicated on LeBron at the end of the game. He was taking a final shot. you got to have another guy to do that. you got to have a, a Scottie Pippen or a a Carl uh, Malone. Or, you got to have one of those guys who can get the ball into the, uh, in, in situations where they can have a chance to win at the end of the day. Uh, Marge, let me get your take on it. I say if you can't stand the heat, get out the kitchen. Hey, that's what happens when you're a superstar like that. You're going to have to take the good with the bad. Every fan is not going to like everything that you do. So you can't just go and cry baby rants and and get mad and and do stuff that's going to upset the crowd even more. So why should they leave him alone? If anything, if I was in his shoes, it would make me uh, become a better player. Yeah, but he's most hated now because he went to another job. He's – they – they want to hate LeBron, and LeBron is, is turning to the guy you love to hate. Uh, but they hating him for the wrong reason. I understand you don't like a player for whatever, because you like other players be- a lot better. But you hating this guy for the wrong reason. Yeah, I mean, he, it's not like he wore his welcome out like Brett Favre did in Green Bay. Right. Like he, they wanted him there. They wanted him to retire a Cavalier, and he said, "I want to do something else, and I'm not going to tell you about it before I do it." And LeBron walked off the uh, court in the last game, took his shirt off. Uh, the game before uh, the season before last, uh, but when Peyton Manning did it, the same thing. He lost the NFC, the AFC Championship game. Walked out, and nobody said anything. And it was the same thing. You, it, it depends on who you want to like or who you don't want to like. And so, do you guys think um, Kobe Bryant, a guy who's been in trouble, who knows, uh, who wants that, for, who who wanted forgiveness, is sticking up for a guy who he thinks was in trouble? Because I don't think LeBron is in trouble. I don't think he ever did anything wrong, but the decision he made. But he raised money uh, for the Boys and Girls Club. He raised millions of dollars for the Boys and Girls Club. Um, there's not a lot of athletes could say that. Well, Kobe understands what, what LeBron's going through as far as the taunting of, of the fans. I mean, so that's why he, I'm thinking he's saying, you know, leave him alone. Like you said, he's gotten to know the guy, you know, and, and he knows that he's struggling through it. Yeah, and I think if, if only only somebody who knows another person can speak on on his situation, uh, and we from the outside can only speculate. Uh, they they've been in uh, what was the Olympics together? Mm-hmm. That's right. some time. There's been some time together with that person. Yeah. They've done commercials together. Now, granted, they were puppies, but you had to bring those two guys uh, together to um, to get that done. So, someone who spends time more time with another person uh, will have a better chance of understanding what this person, who this person is. Uh, so, I, I just think. In my opinion, that the fans they should lay off. And I mean, and who knows how who is in his head saying, "Hey, we should do this. We should do this. We'll raise money for kids." It'll be like money laundering. They won't even think about they won't even think about what you're really doing because they're raising money. Right now, his character, LeBron, Kobe, has nothing but nice things to say about him. I'm sure he's a big kid. You remember him dancing on the sidelines in Cleveland? I think mm-hmm. I think if he could go back, he wouldn't do it the way he did it. And, and one thing about LeBron, he he became an entertainer more than a basketball player. I think if he'd have did it the other way around, uh, he'd have made a lot more decisions. But you make a good point, Alex, that this guy's still a kid. So you got right. different people in your ear uh, telling you to do this and do that. 
and you and you you may not do it, but you hear it. Mm-hmm. So now you're confused on which way to go. You got to separate the uh, court basketball court from the um, off the field stuff, and and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of hard for a young guy to do that who come in, who was expected to save the world, mm-hmm. save the league for that matter. So yeah, it, they put a lot of weight on his shoulder. A little too much, if you ask me. I'm telling you. These guys thought this guy was Jesus Christ. <laughs> you stole my joke from off the air, huh? huh? You stole my joke from off the air, huh? What joke? No, never mind. Nothing. You said a joke. Smarters laughing. What? No, I didn't. Oh, it couldn't have been funny then. So I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, because you didn't say it. It couldn't have been funny. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't even remember hearing it. It couldn't have been funny. <laughs> it couldn't have been funny. I don't even remember it. But but you, you know what? We Now, I think it's, what is it, 33 days or 34 days that they're in a the lockout? Yeah, the, it's been right the NBA. That. What are you guys thinking? We might have talked about this uh in previous shows about these superstars superstars talking about going overseas and playing Kobe is actually thinking about it now he yeah. said well, oh, he's doing been thinking about this yeah yeah but he's yeah and you know what I think this this is going to be incredible if enough superstars such as a Kobe Bryant go over the season play because now the NBA has to get a deal done a lot faster uh, but you know reading reports from Derek Fisher and, and other uh, player reps that uh, they are long, long ways mm-hmm. away, and, and they have to get something done because you're gonna lose your superstar, and you may lose them to an injury playing somewhere else. Now right. there is no union, so they can do that. They're not with that team as long as there's a lockout. Right. There's no union, so you can go play, find job, uh, work elsewhere. So uh, these guys are probably putting, uh, doing this. Some of them doing this, maybe just in words, to get the NBA to speed up the lockout. Yeah, That's I, what I think. I think it's just the words, the the word play. That's what it is. They're not going to really come on. Basketball is the American life. Outside football, come on, we they just can't do it. What about baseball? They say baseball is pastime. Oh yeah, baseball. It's a pastime. It's not the now time. It's not the now time. <laughs> no, I mean, the, <laughs> no offense, but I never really got into the whole baseball thing. It's it's kind of interesting a little bit, but. You know. No, now it's starting to come down the home stretch. It'll be, it'll start to get more interesting with the pennant races. But mm-hmm. I mean, the um, the the difference between the NFL lockout and the NBA lockout is that the NBA is losing money. The NFL is never going to lose any money because they're always the number one. Because their season is four months long or five months long, and the NBA plays. I mean, I've never thought because basketball is like my favorite sport, but I've never thought that the season was too long until about this past year. If they cut that down. People will make more money, more people will want to watch, and they can just condense it as opposed to spreading it out. What is it, 82 games or yeah. something like 84 games? 82, yeah. 82 games. Uh, I, well, I think that baseball is like that. I think baseball plays uh, too many absolutely. games. Absolutely. They, uh, they should cut that down to 147 games. Something like that. Because if you're, I like that. If you're a good Sorry. team, no, you're fine. If you're, if you're a good team, you're playing close to 200 games. Oof. And let's go back to spring training games Oof. all the way to the World Series. That's a lot. Then your season really starts up two more uh, as far as getting in training, two two months later, and you have like two weeks off the whole year, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and that's what people think. As far as football, you think there's an off season. There's never an off season in football. Uh, none of you about your business. There's mm-hmm. never an off season. Guys are uh, guys are watch the Super Bowl, and then two weeks later they back at training because mm-hmm. they wasn't in the Super Bowl. They mm-hmm. want to make sure it's nothing they did uh, to didn't help to help their team or not help their team uh, get to a certain point. So, well, so I was gonna say I like the basketball season. Eighty-two I, I games. Yeah, I mean I like to watch it. I mean I just think that I mean, it'd it's be it, not good with the for the players a, a lot of times, you know, cut back on um, a lot of the injuries. But you know, all in all, it's, it's good entertainment. It's 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 about money. Yeah. Eighty-two games mm-hmm. is about money. You could do that in probably 
60 games. Yeah, but if you drop it, you, have, you can pay the players less, which means the owners make more, and people will show up in the stands because there's less games that, that are played at home. Right. I mean, if, if you take care of the, uh, the stands as far as home games are concerned, you will get your money, but you, you have to involve the fans more because that's who's bringing the money in. You have to involve the fans more because you got those uh, media-type people that are bringing not, – not media, but uh, uh, what is it, publication people who bring in the um, – who got to find ways to excite the fans while they're in the arena. Once you get them in the mm-hmm. arena, you got to make them feel like they've won. Even if your team is bad, and even if you play for the um, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, you got to feel <laughs> like you won coming to the arena. I believe I agree. So, we got, so that, I mean, that's basketball. And, they, and they're in the lockout right now. I do want to come. We have about two minutes before we go to break. But there's some other things, uh, like after, you know, serious consideration, Randy Moss retiring. Mm. Things like that. Where do uh do you agree with Plaxico Burrs, fresh out of prison, with it getting a three million dollar deal? And I have no problem with that. Uh, obviously, I I say it all the time. Make your money when you can. Make your money when I you can, because they <laughs> I, I definitely don't have a problem with that. The guy shot himself. <laughs> he, did, he he was an idiot. He was an idiot for having a gun in the club. I mean, and then you so called had a bodyguard. Thought right, the bodyguard, man. Yeah, and Plaxico got in trouble also in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, is this guy going to do right? But then you go to a team like the New York Jets, whose coach is who he is. So, you know, you, you want that bad boy type uh, guy, and Plaxico is. It's interesting to see if he learned anything from them because you can't get in trouble three times in the NFL unless mm-hmm. you've been Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> you yeah, can't get in trouble. How can you go to jail for shooting yourself? This just seems like that's. Well, in the state I mean, of, I know for having a gun, but well, in the state of New York, uh, you can't a gun. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, laws. yeah, the, the laws for for gun carrying is is totally different from a lot of places. He's got some cojones for going back to New York in general. Yeah, but you know what? Now he's the bigger. Uh, this he's under a microscope now. Yeah, but even you, though it's New Jersey, or he lives in New Jersey, whatever. But yeah, because he still had his place out there too. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we when we'll get definitely into that. He and Randy Moss, and then you have a lot of other free agents that, you know, that signed with other teams or didn't sign. We can talk more on that uh, when we come out of break. But definitely Randy Moss retiring was big news. You know, mm-hmm. I was getting texts about that like like I still play. <laughs> like I said, like, man, Randy Moss are cool like that. <laughs> like we, uh, Ramondo and them, we were cool like that. No, but but, but he is a I, – I really think that it's um, Randy Moss will come – to some team in the middle of the season and help them out and help them win. Yeah. Randy Moss is a freak. Yeah. He can still get it done. <laughs> yeah. hey, Isn't he a hothead, though? He's only 34. He's not. He, he's a 30, Yeah, and he haven't taken any big hits or a major injury, so he still can do it. And, right. you, and you can get Plaxico fresh out of prison. Now, he, was, um, he wasn't he was being banged up for two years, uh, Plaxico. I mean, he probably like Michael Vick out there working out, getting mm-hmm. his mind right, and maybe he refocused. So maybe that was, that's what it is. But we'll, we'll, we'll come back and talk more of that on the break. This is Kwame Lassen Sports. Sometime Ken. <laughs> we got Alex in the studio. We got some. <laughs> Ken. <laughs> we got some odds in L.A. We'll be back in about two minutes. You make me feel like that. You make me feel like that. internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Tired of the same mundane talk radio show, boring opinions, and people not knowing or telling the truth? Tune into The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. This show is brought to you by two men who know the good, the bad, and the ugly of professional sports. Josh and Otis's experience and careers in the NFL give them access to the inside information and a reason to have a candid opinion. Tune into the Voice America Sports Channel Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific. The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. It's more than sports talk. It's a way of life. This is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports welcome back to one of the last sports talk <laughs> you want to open the show smosh you can i mean you're part of the show you can open the show it's, it doesn't matter we just go get back into it no go ahead and flow so you thought we was going to get some more music yeah well, i've been telling monk since uh for a while now don't change the intro, though. I love that intro. That, that kind of hyped me up. Uh, I think Monk gets it. He might be tired like I'm tired. I, <laughs> I helped a friend move last night. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> never. Never. <laughs> we started at uh, 2.30, maybe 3. I didn't get home till whew, 1 o'clock <laughs> a.m. I, I never do that again. It was, I was always in the West Valley. But y'all don't know about the West Valley in Arizona. Nah. I was way out there and had to come back east. Never doing it again. Randy Moss, where you guys, he had 10 seasons with uh, 1,000 yards or more. Where you guys placed this guy in uh, history books? He's only second to Jerry Rice. Now, mm-hmm. me telling you he's second to Jerry Rice, maybe that's where you placed him in the history book. But you got this guy uh, retiring, so-called retiring. I don't think it's a ploy to get, not, not to miss camp because he's, uh, like I said before we left, this guy's a freak of nature. He can go out there right now, and I put him against any so-called best cornerback out there and take Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his his holding out, or his, I'm sorry, his retirement, uh, is that to, if teams want him, to pay more? Because uh, this guy's, like I said, second to Jerry Rice, who's a Hall of Famer. So his place in history, in your guys' opinion. Is he? Did he actually say that he was going to retire? I think uh, he didn't actually say that he was, right? It's in how you, head. But how, how, you, how you think that news got out? I mean, he broke it. That's I, what I, I mean. Yeah, that, okay, broke yeah. that news. I appreciate that, Samaj. <laughs> I appreciate that, Samaj, because, uh, yeah, that was breaking news for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, he I'm called saying, ESPN himself. Yeah, I talked to a couple of the ESPN guys, and they, no, but, yeah, he did say it. <laughs> no, see, now you're on, you're, on, you're on track. Now, he did say it, and they've been posting it up for about two days now. I, I think it was yesterday it came out. 
Yeah, but he he's retired. We got we got Ken online. I want to say if I'm reading this correctly, Ken. What is up, Southgate? Oh my God, you the dead has arisen. No, nah, I know. Tell you, he just don't have no respect for the show. I, I guarantee, you, if he was on ESPN, he would been there on time. <laughs> That's all. I don't know. Morning, Ken. Yeah. I don't hey, know. hey, wait a minute. Hold on, Spaz. Who were you at last week? I was here. Um, I had some technical difficulties going on over this uh, way. <laughs> yeah, it's like she the first time, first time ever having those difficulties, and she couldn't, and she couldn't talk. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. You just don't understand. You gotta ask. That's true. Me. I don't understand. I was curled up over here. I'm telling you. Ken, never mind. Uh, never mind what she's talking about. Look. We, we were talking about Randy Moss. Uh, Randy Moss is, uh, oh, my goodness. What's all that noise? Ken, you outside or something? He outside. No, that's not me. I'm good. <laughs> you good now. <laughs> you, got, you got to sneak outside now. Well, but getting back to Randy Moss, I heard what you guys were saying. Yeah, well, on, it's, uh, pretty much, I believe it was just leverage. You know Randy Moss as good as I know Randy Moss. This guy is just always just looking for a reason to get more money and get what he wants. He's a big brat. This is just leverage to, you know, to come back later on in the season uh, to compete with a Super Bowl champion team. Uh, that's the only thing he doesn't have in his 13-year uh, career. He wants that ring, and he, you know, wants pretty much control his own destiny where he goes. It moved him around like a ping pong ball at the end, towards the end of the year last year. That pretty much put a bad taste in his mouth. So uh, he'll be back on the field. I'll see somewhere around week 10. Yeah, but you know, he moved around when he went back to, uh, and this was a. Uh Chilling's the uh, Chilling's the coach and men- Childress. Uh, Childress, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. This is more so his doing when he got back into um, the Minnesota organization. He that was more Childress doing than uh, Randy Moss. Uh, you bring this guy in for two or three year, two or three games, and then you let him go. What was the purpose of that? You maybe maybe he was doing a favor to uh, uh, the head coach in uh, New England to take mm-hmm. him off your hands. But I think that was more uh-huh. so. If, if Randy, because Donovan need a receiver, and I really personally, I really don't think that Randy Moss would go back to Minnesota, not for a third time. If I'm going to retire, I'm just going to retire. But I don't think he would go there uh, for a third time. I mean, you got you got to think about it this way. He was a, he was a four-letter, uh, four-sport letterman in high school. Was supposed to go to Notre Dame, but he got um, he got arrested, so he went to Marshall. He's been sought after his whole life, and now he just wants to feel wanted again. He got three. He was on three teams last year. I mean, he he's gotten offers, but he hasn't gotten good offers. I think it's kind of like, oh yeah, we have a spot for you. We have a little cap room, so we'll sign you. He wants people to actually come after him, well, and I think he's gonna he's gonna be w- uh, back way before week ten. Way before week, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, oh, I almost yeah. say even the beginning of the season, even week two, week three, somebody's gonna sign. Everybody needs a six five or six four uh, beast wide receiver. Well, I can't say he he wants to control his own destiny. I think at this point he should be able to do that. He just find a way to go about it the wrong ways. He he's in the media. One week and uh, talking about he needs a new contract um, just because he had a good game. Next week he's saying he apologized. <laughs> just let your play take care of it, and then somebody probably will. I think he could have got that in New England if he didn't run his mouth. Yeah, that is Tom Brady's team. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think week two or three. I, I'm thinking more like shoot. He like I said. I keep going back to this guy's freak of nature, and used to, he was a four star guy out of high school. Went to. Uh, had scholarships all over. He went to Notre Dame, where well, he signed with Notre Dame, and then signed with Florida, or was vice versa. Then ended up in Marshall. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I think it was Florida State, uh, but then ended up in Marshall um, and played out there. 
<clears throat> played with that school and got a good deal. Well, and came to the league to Minnesota. Yeah. He came to the right team because he had a veteran receiver uh-huh. and Chris Carter That's over great. there to help him out and Jake Reed also. Uh, but this guy been sorted out. There. He's just looking for now. He can a- be able to control his own destiny, which you should be able to do it this year in this uh, tenure of, your, of career. But I don't think it's going to be two. Or th- I don't think it's going to be two or three games. You don't think he just wants to skip camp? He may be no, because he don't. He he can go to camp. He's earned that right. And camp is so easy now. One practice a day. Yeah. They practice in one day. They, he can play five more years practicing one more day. And mm-hmm. I think. Go ahead. Go ahead, Smosh. He's such a good uh, wide receiver. Why isn't he getting getting the offers that that he wants? Like Ken and Alex said, he he's he's a, sometimes he's a brat, and he wants mm-hmm. to uh, he wants people to sort after him like they've always done his whole career. Uh, he just don't know how to handle it the right way. Mm-hmm. He a diva. All him, him and To should have a reality show together. All receivers <laughs> are. All receivers are divas. Yeah. They think they're better than they are. But you put a you put a good corn on them, and you don't hear from them anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> and there's not a lot of good corners, and that's why. Uh, and let me get you guys' uh, opinion on this: that the um, New York Jets signed Cromartie back, but why was they trying to uh, go after Osamor? I, I don't see why would you pay all that money for Osamor when you had a guy that's in your system who knows your defense, uh, and he goes, uh, and then they end up resigning him. I think it was like four years, thirty-two million, mm-hmm. which is good for him. Um, you know, but this guy got to, this guy got to make more tackles. I tell you that. Down the field, but uh, why would you go after another corner and pay? You end up having to pay him more when you got a Cromarty who's uh, he is a Pro Bowl. He was a Pro Bowl in um, San Diego. Diego. He's a Pro Bowl in San Diego, but now he, you got a guy who was in your system. So you bring him back and sign him. I think right now this is a good deal for him. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you don't want to pay Austin. Awesome they don't want to pay Austin awesome all that money where they can get uh, Cromarty for half the price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely half the price was usually you wouldn't have to get us some more about sixty million dollars, mm-hmm. and I think that's what the uh, Philadelphia Eagles did. It was close. It was like fifty-five. Fifty-five. It was close. close. Five was years. Close. Something. As a corner, that's like Peyton Manning money. Mm-hmm. A five-year, ninety million dollar deal, and Peyton said he took a he took less so he could sign a lot of players. I don't believe that at all, but I mean that's what it is. That's how you come across. Then you got Donovan out there. How long do you think Donovan going to last? First of all, you guys didn't answer my question. What well, Ken did. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> you know, Cromartie, why, would you, why wouldn't you just sign him in the beginning? Um, LaDainian took a pay cut. I'm sure other guys took a pay cut. They let Braylon go, um, who may end up in Arizona. We can get to that later. Um, but why don't you just sign this guy in the beginning? He's in your system. He he could play football. He's 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 around the football. But you're trying to get a guy who you think is really a shutdown corner to go with uh, Revis. I think that those two guys at the corner spot can get it done. Yeah, I, I think you just answered the question. I, he's not a shutdown corner. He's a, he's the vanity. Co- he's the he's the corner that'll get you picks, and you know he'll come deflect passes, but he won't be able to shut somebody down. And I would you always go after Awesome Watt first. I mean, if he's the number one and he's interested, why not try? Yeah, but I'm not trying to give a guy sixty million dollars that uh, you know who who's he gonna cover? Who's Awesome Watt gonna cover? In that in that conference, that's that's really one of us can't shut down right now. Probably me. Who who's he gonna cover in that conference? That you can use uh, Cromarty for that. You gotta play New England, and all the Jets talk about is New England. Who their receivers? Who's who's New England receivers? That you, their quarterback is a question. Yeah, but they don't throw to the receivers as much as they throw to that guy in the slot, Wells Worker. You can't shut Wells Worker down in a in a slot. That's he true. he has options, uh, and they do a good job as far as. Uh, Buying Brady some time, but Brady gets the ball out quick. So it's, it's not like I had to go get the, a shutdown corner, which I think uh, Osamoa is, 
when I can use uh, when I can use Cromartie, because this guy's only going to cover slot slot guys. Unless you want three of the top guys, and you was hoping to get Cromartie for way less than what you're paying four years and thirty two million now, and unless you're going to put him in the slot. So I I don't know who's in that coverage. Who's the receivers for Pittsburgh? Hines Ward. Who's the threat for them? Um, I, I can't I can't think of them. I can't tell you one receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. That makes sense. Sidney Rice. He's, he's Sidney uh, Rice. Sidney Rice just went to. Will a, you guys back me up on this, please? Sidney <laughs> Rice just went to a. Uh, you hey, no, oh, I'm going one on one to get the former NFL player. Sidney Rice just went to a seven and nine team. He went to a seven and nine team, uh, and they probably going to be eight and probably be eight and eight next year. They're probably going to be 8-8 eight eight this year. Remember, this conference that he's in, he, he has no choice but to be a star. Mm-hmm. He's in the NFC West. A 7-9 won the NFC West. And they end up winning the first, pre- first playoffs game. So, Sidney Rice, he has no choice. But I, he just got there. You can't mm-hmm. name a lot of receivers. Right. I can't name receivers in the AFC that an awesome more would have to shut down. I could use Cromartie for that. I guess you guys are... Uh, you what? <laughs> <laughs> Ken, you come on. You don't even help me out at all. <laughs> what? Let me let me give you some guy. Let me give you some easier stuff since you guys are still sleepwalking. And I gotta look at him too. He's ripping me. I gotta look I'm at him. I'm not ripping you. I'm just saying. <laughs> if you, I'm saying financially, that's your team. What you do, here? Andre Johnson? Uh, Andre Johnson. Yeah, he's good. But uh, the Jets gonna have to play them uh, every twice a week. I don't know. Twice a year. No, they don't, they don't have to play you them. Said, you, you said pick an AFC receiver. Yeah, because they in that well that they in that conference. What's that? The AFC North that he's going to have to play twice a year. I, I'm not. Yeah. Get, I, I like Austin Moore like the rest of us, but for sixty million dollars, five years, sixty million dollars, I have to be the Philadelphia Eagles to do that deal no, I agree. because I agree of with you. they Philadelphia feel like feels like they have everything in place as far as their offense. Now their defense, they uh, Cromartie from the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. For Kevin Cobb, Kevin Cobb, second round pick in Cromartie. I think the Cardinals paid too much for this guy, way too much. He has a, I think he has a sixty million dollar deal, if I'm not mistaken. And the Cardinals giving the Eagles second round draft pick for next year, and they gave him Cromartie. Andy Reid's a good coach. I think he's a coach and a GM, right? If I'm not mistaken. But is Are this cats going to deliver on the field? I'm sorry. Are they going to deliver on the field? You know what? I say this all the time. I we, I was having this conversation last night as I was moving furniture that wasn't even mine. Um, <laughs> I feel like Philadelphia has a team, has everything in place, but how are you going to discount the uh, Green Bay Packers who had 17 guys off the field with injuries and they still won a Super Bowl shorthanded? Uh, but Philadelphia and Michael Vick, I feel like Michael Vick's going to miss two or three games. But is Vince Young going to be able to come in? And he's a proven winner, Vince Young. He's just a proven idiot also. But is he going to come in and be able to maintain those two or three games like Cobb did for Donovan when he was out? Um, but is that, the, is that the team to beat? And we'll answer that on the other side of this break. Hey, this is Kwame Lott Sports Talk. We got Alex in the studio, Samaj Kadir in L.A. We finally got Ken on the air who's – he must be working and eating lunch. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> hear a word from him. I ain't never heard him this quiet. We'll be back in about two minutes. I'm going to get some coffee because I'm tired. <laughs>
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. You will hear the week's headlines and screen talk from the hosts and weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific time. 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Coast to coast on air lesson. <laughs> I'm not going to back. This is how I'm going to learn. This is good right here. What you say? This is how I'm going to learn. Go ahead, open the show. No, no, no. Hey, <laughs> welcome back to the Pamela Sports Talk. <laughs> Alex is scared to open the show. Man. Look, how you got to take some steps. When you and Ken had to uh, did the show, it was pretty good. You gotta let me do it in my sexy voice, though. No, you never, you never, you never gonna do that. You never gonna do that. Well, maybe not, I don't know. When I'm not here, you can do. I don't sound very sexy at all. Hey, Ken, come on, man. I don't know what you and Ken had going on when I was gone, but I don't know about no sexy voice jumping off. Y'all crack me up. Let me get you guys. Uh, let's get back to that Eagles stuff. Who's gonna? Is the Eagles the team for the Super Bowl to represent the NFC? In you guys' opinion, because you still look, you have a, you have the Green Bay Packers, which I still think is a team that can get back there easy. Now I won't say easy; nothing's easy in the NFL. But but with some discipline and and having seventeen guys back, is the Eagles the team to beat with the transition transactions they made uh, in all season? I mean, you know, uh, getting Oswa was. Uh, a, a big deal, but not the best deal when you needed other pieces to the puzzle. Your defensive front line, teams were just running straight up the middle. They didn't, they didn't address the defensive, the no tackle, the defensive tackle position at all. Uh, the linebackers, you probably got one or two good players back there. Uh, you, you, you lost your uh, safety, uh, who uh, or the safety they, that, that jumped up last year. They didn't address none of those positions, so I think they got some more building to do on defense before we can really say that's the team to, uh, to beat out there in the, in the East. I think it still will be the Packers. They also haven't played a game together yet, so I think the, I think the Super Bowl champs are still the team to beat, right? Yeah, that, that could be true, but at the same time, with these, uh, everybody's in this situation. So they're, they're the Miami Heat of the of the NFL right now, more or less, right? Right, they go t- have some time to build. They need some time to build, but you can't lose four or five games in the NFL. Inspect- it's funny that way, but you look at the Seattle Seahawks, who was 79, uh, the New Orleans Saints go to Seattle and lose a game mm-hmm. that they should have killed that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
with the free agent frenzy, how it is, and if I was the NFL, I'd try to market that because this is great. It, it makes you more excited. I've never been more excited for football than right now. Uh, other than that, who cares about the season and the OTAs they have? Right now, everybody's at the same advantage. Let your team practice on their own, get their own chemistry, uh, but then you bring them into camp and you have one practice a day. Everybody's on the same page. But everybody was on the same page as far as how it used to be, but right now there's a sense of urgency. Uh, but I, I see the t- teams like – Seattle uh, coming out of yeah, they're coming out of NFC West and they beat the New Orleans Saints. I see the Eagles, uh, and I agree with Ken. They need to they need to tighten up their defense a tad bit more. Offensively, they had a guy holding out, but he will be back in camp, and then they can start negotiating on their receivers. Deshaun Jackson, I want to say the receiver, and um, but then you got the New Orleans Saints, a team that I mentioned as far as can represent the NFC. So, yeah. uh, no, Darren Sproles. They got um, Darren Sproles. They drafted Mark Ingram. I mean, their 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 running back core is going to be sick, right? And Darren Sproles, we all know what this guy did in San Diego. Can't believe they let him go. Yeah, I can't believe they let him go because they drafted a guy from was it San Diego State or Fresno State? Ryan Matthews, who was hurt all the time. Yeah, you let Darren Sproles go, who was a double threat as far as uh, running the ball. They couldn't see him coming out the backfield, Mm -hmm. and he was that quick. Where if you don't see him, he's going right by you. And he returned punts special and teams. kicks. Yeah, he was their special team. You don't give up a guy like that. Uh, and the San Diego does that. So you got to uh, – what's the uh, owner name? I, I used to know – A.J. Not the Smith. A.J. Smith, not the owner, but the general manager. Yeah. I think AJ, he's too prideful. He's too uh, – he wanted Braylon Edwards. He couldn't get him. He's, he told the Jets that we'll see about next year. But I think he let the wrong guys go. I mean, he let Kasim Osgood go the year before, who was their defensive special teams specialist. Right. And then they got lit up the whole year on pick, uh, kickoff and punt returns. Kasim was, uh, and I played with Kasim Osgood. This guy, he, like you said, Alex, he's a special team demon. He he goes out there and get it done because he knows he's going to play special team. But he was that good on special team, they started working him into the lineup as a mm-hmm. receiver. He was the he became the fourth receiver. Mm-hmm. Because he he does what he's supposed to do and understand this this is how I'm gonna help the team on special teams, so I think Kasim was uh, one of those guys. But then AJ Smith is just he's proven to be a Neanderthal, uh, letting all these guys go. But oh my goodness, oh my goodness, ooh we. But again, is the Philadelphia Eagles the team or well I? I say they got everything, uh, not everything. I say they, they did went in the right direction as far as making everyone believe they're going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. But I think Donald, I mean, I think, I'm sorry, I think Michael Vick is going to get uh, missed two or three games from some nicks and bruises because he can't slide. He want to go shoulder first. Your shoulders is what helping you throw the football. I think um, Green Bay Packers is a team to beat as of now. But you got to look at teams like New Orleans. We can't, we can't discount what uh, – New Orleans is doing over there. Hey, Kwame, getting back to Michael Vick, I said he's going to miss at least two to four games this year due to injuries because the NFC East is a beast. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened last year. He, he's not the biggest quarterback there is. We expect him to miss some games due to injury. And so I guess that was the reason why they went out and got them a Vince Young. Right. You see a situation where you get a Vince Young who's a winning quarterback, let's not forget, might be a quitter. This guy's a winning quarterback. Now, let's not forget about what he did in college, but remember, this guy has a career record of, what, 26-10? Yep. Okay. And Michael Vick getting there, and he's revitalized 
uh, this could be another situation from last year where you can get uh, Michael Vick versus Vince Young. Vince Young, who's taller, bigger, maybe more athletic, maybe faster. Mm-hmm. Something going over there in Philly. No, no, no. Definitely not faster. Definitely not faster, but I tell you, well, you know what? Fast and quick are two different things. Mm-hmm. So, we, you know, that is something to remain the scene. It can be a Kevin Cobb, Michael Vick situation with Vince Young, Michael Vick, uh, like you mentioned, Ken. But I think uh, I, I agree totally that he's a proven winner uh, when he took the job. But when this guy comes in, when Vick, if Vick doesn't take this, and I think they franchise, I want to say they franchise him, hopefully to work out a deal. But if he missed two games and Vince comes in, I don't think the deal he wants is going to be um, – that that Peyton Manning type stuff, uh, t- type deal, if he gets hurt, and I and I agree, I said two or three games, but two to four, that, that sounds right. Two to four games. Do you think, do you think that um, Vince Young is a downgrade from Kevin Cobb? Vince Young is a uh, idiot, is in my opinion. He, but do you he, think that Kevin Cobb, they're gonna miss Kevin Cobb if Michael Vick gets hurt? No, I think Vince. What, no, has, what no. has what has Kevin Cobb proven? Nothing. He played because he can play seven games, and since he's been in the league. Um, I think um, he come into the right situation as far as Arizona's concerned. He got a receiver, and they just signed Todd Heap, who I think is a steal for the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Kevin Cobb still has to prove himself. He's a young guy, so everybody he was so sought off, sought out there in the free agent. I think the Cardinals paid too much for him. I think he was a guy they needed, but the Cardinals have to do that, and the Cardinals do do things like that. They had they didn't have any quarterback. It was a, a quarterback carousel last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Anderson, uh, Skelton, John Skelton, and then they had another guy, Max, Max Hall. Hall. Um, three quarterbacks in one year, none of them got hurt. They just couldn't win football games. So you had to do, you had to make your fans feel like we we're going all the way as an organization. So they had to do. I don't think they had to spend as much as they did. I would, I would have gave them, I would have gave them a third, fourth rounder. And if I had to get rid of DRC, then that's what I had to do. But now, a second rounder, you know how many great how many good players you can get out of the second round. Now, Pittsburgh makes a living giving, getting pretty good players out of fifth round, but Pittsburgh gives them time to develop. Cardinals don't have that much time to develop players. And maybe the best signing that um, Arizona made was uh, signing uh, the defensive coordinator, the, def- the, co- uh, the DB coach from, uh, yeah, from Pittsburgh. Uh, Horton, yeah. yeah. He, but they were trying they, to get him as of last year. They were trying to get him. They need, they need some... They need something on defense. Yeah, but but to answer Ken's question, uh, you know, what has Kevin Cobb proven that he could do? Throw the ball? Yeah, you still got to be able to manage a game. And he he's a he's a pretty good passer. He's a pretty good thrower, two different things. But he still has to be able to manage a game, and we didn't see him for a full season. He comes in last year predicted as a starter. He does start. He gets hurt, never, really, uh, never gets back on the field. Uh, so by him not showing enough made his value that much higher. Yeah. For a team that needs a quarterback, yeah, and you can't do much worse than what they have. So no, he he's an, I, I will say he's an upgrade yeah. uh, for the three quarterbacks they have, and I like uh, Skelnick. I like him as far as a backup. Uh, he just didn't have enough time. He was going through the carousels. Also, he just didn't have enough time to mature in our offense. But you have to do that because you have to give um, get Kevin Cobb in here because you want to keep Larry Fitzgerald, and I think that's the guy Larry Fitzgerald wanted. Uh, but what, what about the Cardinals losing Braxton? Who's going to be your your second? And uh, I mean, I know they had your boy uh, was there early from LSU. Yeah, he stays right though. I, I was I was looking at uh, at least the, uh, the Cardinals going to a three wide receiver set with Braxton in that slot with early on the out. Yeah, because Braxton end up when when uh, Anquan Bolden left, Braxton ended up moving to that number two spot. 
which he was better when Anquan was here mm-hmm. in that slot right. where he made plays with all three of these guys had a thousand yards or more. But the uh, with him going to Kansas City Chiefs for a five year deal, which good for him. He he's re, uh, reconnected with his old coach uh, Todd Haley, uh, Todd Haley, who's now the head coach in Kansas City. Uh, they bring they bring into the slot a uh, guy Robinson who showed up late in the season. Uh, War number twelve showed up late in the season, and and reason why he didn't start early because he drops a lot of balls. He drops a lot of balls. He didn't show the initiative. Now you can't you want to, you want early Doucet to be that guy, but early Doucet stays hurt all the time. And it's not that he's an Anquan Bolden, which I thought he would be able to fit in for that. It's not that he plays physical and get hurt. He just hurt all the time. There's always something with him. Um, but if you can keep those three, because you got rid of Tim Hightower, he's in Washington now, which might works out for him with Shanahan and hit the way he uses running back. But he has to hold on to the ball. But with the Cardinals going to a three receiver set, remember they still have Beanie Wells. They have to get this guy a ball. They still they they drafted a running back out of Virginia Tech who's going. I think he's going to be more like a uh, Darren Sproles, uh, who he was for San Diego. Uh, oh, Ryan Williams is going to be a beast. Yeah, he's he's going to be that guy. This guy. I mean, you watch him play in college, and he's one of those guys that seems like he, oh, boy. <laughs> it was two that time. Yeah, he doubled, he doubled up he doubled up on us. He R. Kelly, he doubled up on us. Oh, God. But, yeah, you know, you got a guy like uh, Ryan Williams. He comes in. I think he's going to help that running game a whole lot. But the Cardinals need to show up that, uh, that offensive line because I don't care what quarterback you bring in here, receiving routes are timing. You keep throwing short routes, I'm just going to cover to you man under or cover two man and have a guy sitting there waiting for you to throw the ball have my safeties over top have my linebackers in the flats where are you going to throw it if, if when you pass the ball you can only throw outs and ends so we we will see i'll tell you what we'll see we'll take we'll take a break and we come back and finish up come last sports talk alex in the studio ken in the atl he's back y'all samaj kadir in la i like the music <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry, your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's at the 
got it with 2.8 seconds left. Left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Yeah, I can't try to talk over my sexy voice singing. <laughs> Welcome back to the Quantum Lasso Sports Talk. We're live in the studio. We're live in Tempe, Arizona. Welcome back. You know what? We talking off the air. Ken said something real crazy. And and, and Samaj just backing him up. That, oh, you did, make a, you did make a prediction about the Dallas Mavericks. Look, Ken said that the early predictions, well, they are early predictions. He probably changed them by the second game. <laughs> that, that, uh, Atlanta Falcons and New England Patriots are in the Super Bowl. I think Atlanta Falcons' best chance to get in the Super Bowl was last year. They had everything in place, and they were at home. They were home. They had everything in place. Now, I know you're in the ATL, Ken, but you're an L.A. guy. Mm-hmm. you from L.A. I'm an L.A. guy, but like I said, I just know football. When I see it, when I see it, I call it like I see it. Atlanta <laughs> Falcons, uh, they really didn't make no huge changes. They didn't have a huge losses. They drafted probably one of the best receivers. I think has been in the league since Terrell Owens. A man is built like a Terrell Owens. And uh, your boy from uh, Alabama. And uh, they brought in Edwards. He just up that defensive front uh, from Minnesota. You still got Michael Byron Turner. You still got Matty Ice uh, Ryan, who's probably one of the, who's considered one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL now. I'm gonna call uh, him you Ryan. Still have, you, you still have you still have a, a Roddy White, who was a Pro Bowl receiver last year, who grew up and get you over a hundred catches, twelve, fifteen hundred yards easily. Gonzalez. Um, this still is a dangerous team. Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm not discounting that uh, they have their pieces in place, but last year they had everything in place. They was dominating the NFC, dominating not just the uh, NFC South. Mm-hmm. They was dominating the NFC, and then they get into their first game and they lose in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, I they first they had a bye. They and they they're at home. Who comes in and beat them? Packers. The Packers come in and beat them when they mm-hmm. Packers playing out of wild card. Um, they come in and beat, and, and that could happen in football, but not with a team that has everything in place and they still has everything in place. And I think what they did on the offseason was an upgrade. What they did in the draft was an upgrade. But now, now they got to put these pieces together, and and then I think the uh, veteran leadership. Ooh. But we didn't have Atlanta. Didn't have that number two receiver last year. They they just they rode Roddy White too much last year. The defense was. Easily was uh, able to focus just on stopping the right. They didn't have nobody else to go to. Michael Jenkins, what I thought he was a uh, serviceable, but I think Jenkins, he, he's gone. I mean, he's been around so long. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's hurt, you know. And you bring in a Julio Jones, somebody a Julio Jones that could easily come in in a few years and be the number one guy and let Roddy White move to the number two. This guy is what. Six foot two, six foot three, two hundred and thirty-five pounds. Yeah, he'll run Where's over four three. Where's a four three with a broken foot and yeah. solid like a rock, like a twirl on? Julio Jones gonna be a. He's gonna have a huge impact this year, I believe so. And yeah, I'm not saying he's not gonna be that guy. I thought I watched this guy at Alabama. I watched him in college play, and I'm thought I'm thinking, if you can come out your sophomore year, man, this guy was a freshman when I started watching him. I'm thinking he won't be at Alabama long. If you can come out your sophomore year, I thought he had a great chance of doing that. But the football is not baseball. Football is not basketball. You have to put that so physical. You have to put those three and a half, four years in. Those three, four years in. 
But Julio Jones is going to be a great transition. Now, I, I got it down in my head. I got it down in my memory banks, and that lasts for about 30 days. <laughs> uh, Atlanta Falcons, New England Patriots. This is why we need a fantasy football, and here's what we were talking about, Ken. And, and Junior and I were talking about this last night. Uh, five, uh, well, $10 a game, winner takes $5,000 or Super Bowl tickets. I mean, because you made a bold statement that the Atlanta Falcons, and they and they very well have a chance of coming out of the NFC, uh, Atlanta Falcons and New England Patriots. I'm thinking the New England Patriots out of the AFC, yes, or Pittsburgh. Here's my three AFC teams. <laughs> And I'm going to narrow it down. I'm not going to make it early position. Let me give you 18 teams yeah. that I think might make it. I'm, I'm going with Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens, and New England Patriots, AFC. NFC, I'm going with, uh, and I don't know why people keep saying Dallas. Tony Romo still the quarterback there. Hmm. So I'm going to go with uh, and the NFC, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, Green Bay Packers. They go on. They they tie for one. In, they tie for one. So my third team is uh, the New Orleans Saints. <clears throat> and then I narrow it down to uh, my early predictions in week six. <laughs> well, I'm breaking. The, I'm gonna break it up in uh, well, week four. I'll break weeks. I'll break it up at the uh, as the season go on. So Arizona Cardinals <clears throat> just don't have no chance, huh? They when they line up. They got a chance. I just uh, I think the chemistry they got to put together. They got Tar Heap and. Uh, you guys mentioned that Todd Heat was a great uh, transition for those for those guys. I couldn't understand that Baltimore let those go, but Baltimore have two young tight ends that was serviceable last year. Todd Heap, uh, and I said this is what the Cardinals do. Todd Heap played in Arizona. Uh, he's from here. He's a guy who can put uh, season tickets. Uh, I'm sorry, fans in the seats in Arizona, and that's what you want to do. You want to do. You want to let your fans know. Uh, the people that root for you, your team, know that we're going all the way. We're getting guys that you like. So I think Todd, Todd is good. And I've, I've said this since the day we've been on the air, that to have a successful offense, the guys have to understand their roles. That's why knowing the Patriots is such a great team. Guys have to understand their roles. They have to understand that you need two running backs who's not selfish, but when they get in the game, they play as the number one back. You need a tight end to get the ball. You need a pretty good receiver like a a um who's the guy in Houston and Larry Fitzgerald the uh, Andre, Johnson. Andre Johnson and you need a decent number two receiver that that knowing that the number one's gonna be recovered you gotta make a play. Yeah I mean that's why that's why um New England's such a such a mystery because the one year they had that stud receiver they lost in the Super Bowl. When they won, I mean Troy Brown who, who else were their receivers? Mm-hmm. Nobody could. Nobody knows. Deion Branch one year and Deion he had Branch 98 receptions in the Super Bowl and went to Seattle. And Troy Brown that year played both ways. Yeah, he was a right. he was a coming into the slot, playing corner, mm-hmm. and the number three receiver, which is one of the hardest guys to cover on the field because he he, he doesn't have the fans. He's usually in an option because it's a quick throw, yeah. depending on down and distance. He's like third in the progression or fourth in the progression. Right, but they um, but I think New England um. Uh, it's a successful team because those guys understand their role. Now they did get the uh, the 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 guy from uh, Washington, who's the off defensive lineman who didn't want to do right. Hainsworth, Albert oh, Hainsworth. Right, they got <clears throat> Albert Hainsworth. They got they got, Ocho Cinco. they got Ocho Cinco, who's not a deep threat. He's he's probably a, a very good um, intermediate route runner. Um, so they still don't have a deep threat, but they never needed one. Mm-hmm. Randy Moss was the best deep threat they had. Mm-hmm. But they never but needed one. You really need Randy Moss when you got, you got to remember something. 
the, your two best receivers on this team last year were two tight ends. Belichick threw an offense that nobody hasn't seen before at the NFL this year when they when they went really took the the main receivers out of the out of the, the light the, the, the light the light and put in two receivers who go out there and just uh, you know just change the whole offensive game stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I I don't agree. I don't think um, not that I don't agree. I don't think that they really need a deep threat also because they never go down. They never go up the field unless they have a guy like Randy Moss. But but West Worker, those two tight ends. Then they had a running back. They had a running back. Just I think he was working at Circle K, the law firm. Yeah, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. <laughs> I think he was. They came. He came in and produced. But you know why? Because guys didn't have an ego problem in the New England Patriots organization. They know this is my role. Do my job. We can win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Danny Woodhead, too. Yeah. Do my job. West we can Jr. win a Super Bowl. Yeah, because sometimes, sometimes I watch them play. Ken, you okay? I'm going to get him to go indoors. <laughs> you had to go outside, Ken? What happened to your office you had? <laughs> Hey, Ken has to bounce around the whole building now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you can take the, This is your lunchtime, right? Yeah. Ken works through lunch now. <laughs> Ken talking to, uh, what is it, first person? Oh, yeah. <laughs> third person. <laughs> Ken talking to third, third person. person. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Ken and third person with uh, <laughs> Well, we got a minute, man. You guys, uh, you guys want to add something before we get out of here? Spot it. 45 seconds. Samaj, thanks for right. joining the show. We show we're here a lot from you. You know what? I'm always here. If I'm not here, I'm there in spirit. In spirit. In spirit get you, uh, in spirit get you talked about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what, I'm going to go listen to the show. Go ahead. But let me, before we get out of here, I would say, look, Braylon Edwards should be an Arizona Cardinal by the end of next week. I hope so. And that and that'll help out Fitz and uh, the early Doucette and Robinson put those guys mm-hmm. in the slot, and that'll yeah. be a great for one year. One year deal, Braylon Edwards, that gets them to NFC champs, NFC West champs. All right. mm-hmm. I would like to see him go back to the Super Bowl. Not mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to see him go back to the Super Bowl too. But once you get in the play, I can't talk over the win. <laughs> once you get in the playoffs. Anything can happen. So those teams that we like, once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. We thought Philadelphia would go a little further. Hey, this is Quam Live Sports Talk. We appreciate you joining. We'll be back next week. Check out the fan page. Don't forget to go to energyforce.com. We're going to have some trivia. We're going to have a trivia this week on the fan page, and you have a great chance to win an Energy Force bracelet. Thanks to Alex in the studio, Samaj in L.A., Ken, sometimes Ken in ATL. <laughs> He the, he the boss now, so yeah, we don't know when we're going to see him. Hey, we'll we take you guys out next week. Hey. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>